Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of STT Interviews. This time, Lauren and I are delighted to get the chance to sit down with quite possibly the only guest we've ever gotten as a result of making mean memes about him on the internet. Uh, you know him best from his 47 appearances between 1999 and 2001, Dr. Dave himself, Mr. Eric Palladino. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Of course, of course. I just wanted to set the record straight on the show. <laughs> See what I did uh, again. I don't. <laughs> That's the above. See, see what you did. Bad there. humor. Get, get used to it. Could be more. There of we it. go. Yeah. There we go. So uh, let's start off right at the very beginning. How did you get your start as an actor? Oh, um, I uh, um, I started when when I was very young. Uh, I was I was twelve and in New York, and I. Um, I, I I was kind of infatuated with John Belushi on SNL and Saturday Night Live in general, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and then I saw Raging Bull with Robert De Niro in the movies, and I was 12, 13 at nineteen eighty one, so I was thirteen at the time, and I'd already kind of been telling my mom, who's a school teacher in public school system in the Bronx, that I was interested in being an actor, and she was like, ah, eh, you know, she knew nothing about it, and my dad was a heating contractor in the Bronx. And I kept on kind of harassing her. And then when I saw Robert De Niro and Raging Bull, I, it was a fly on the wall experience for me, especially mm-hmm. the scene where Joe Pesci is saying, you know, you put your hand in that plate again, I'll stab you with this knife. You know, he said, <laughs> and not that my family was aggressive in that way, but it, it just reminded me of my family in the Bronx. And I grew up in Yonkers, but my family's in the Bronx. And, aunts and uncles mm-hmm. and their apartments and like and it was it just it was I just said wow that that is um that is part of my life and and there's and if that's what you know acting is if I, I could really mirror and recreate that so people have the experience I'm ha- having now and I really uh, at that young age it, it hit me in that way it kind of tra- mm-hmm. it, um mm-hmm. and it was that you know that aha moment i said no this is this is definitely what i want to do and then at that point i just kind of harassed my mother further she found <laughs> school in new rochelle that wasn't it wasn't even that it was like a kids you know workshop acting class that happened at a church every saturday in new rochelle and the thing that was crazy about it was those two teachers it was like a scene study teacher and an improv teacher bill green was one of them beverly j kenny was the other she passed away and uh and so did mm-hmm. bill um but i was 13 and i started going there and and i did my first off off broadway show with that little workshop uh, lion theater on 42nd street like a year later and the craziest part to talk about like the the the, the full circle of things of mm-hmm. is the uh wardrobe stylist the uh, assistant rather on marvelous mrs Maisel, uh, which i've been working on for the last mm-hmm. four years um she one day says to me um you know my boyfriend um says that his dad was your first acting teacher 40 years ago and oh wow and i say what's his name and she says brandon green and and i immediately and i'm in a wardrobe fitting i i'm, I'm a very kind of emotional dude so especially since i've become a dad you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and i immediately like start welling up and I go, well, I've looked for him over the years on Facebook. And he was like this, 
um, kind of tall, thin, you know, African-American man that was like something very ethereal about him and, and he beautiful dude that mm -hmm. loved acting and loved teaching. And, and so it, it kind of, it, 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 um, uh, you know, he really affected my, my life. And, um, and so I said, his name's Brandon Green. And she, I said, can I see a picture of him? And she shows me a picture of him and he looks just like his father, <laughs> you know, skinny, uh, beard. He had his dad, his dad had a beard. And then I said, can I call him, you know? And, and, and so I called him right then and there and we've subsequently become friends now. And he's been to the house and uh, we, you know, we, we met like that week. I said, do you want to meet for a beer? I'd love to meet you. And then he, he had the, the play, he has, he had the playbill from 1981 of the first show that I did. And he was six years old, this guy, when I was like, he, he said to me, he goes, Oh, I, you know, I remember looking up to you and being like, Oh, you know, he's, Actor, you know, you know, like or whatever he said. That's like, so cool. And, yeah. uh, and and so that that was my start, and it was, and I did that for about three years. And in, and in high school, I went to an all boys Catholic high school in White Plains. And one of the reasons why I went there was John Voight and Alan Alda had gone. Like, oh, and I so I took two mm -hmm. Yonkers to get there. And I, not that I studied acting there. I never studied acting there. I continued to do this like Saturday class throughout high school, and I hid it from a lot of my friends. Because it was the 80s and uh, my friends and I were like little little street kids that were fighting <laughs> trouble and I didn't want them to know that I was an actor and, and right. I think I was soft you know <laughs> <laughs> self-preservation yes and uh and so I did that and then I went to Marymount Manhattan College um which was an all I went from all boys Catholic high school to an all girls Catholic college uh and it was co-ed for theater dance majors because they <laughs> They needed men for the, you okay. know, for the production. So I guess they allowed right. that. And, uh, and that was a, because oh, I was like an eighties metal head at that point, long hair, all <laughs> banging rock bands for years. And, uh, and that was like a wake up call for me. Cause you know, Marymount was, was a, uh, very much like the New York city's version of Sarah Lawrence. You know what I mean? Strong, independent mm. women of the eighties, you know what I mean? And, and I was used to that because yeah. my mom, you know, she she was like my dad barely graduated high school, uh, and my mom had her master's degree from Lehman College. And I remember she dragging me to the campus in the Bronx when I was like six years old because she had nobody to babysit for, and I'd be in like a class with her, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, um, yep. So she was a pretty uh, amazing woman, my mom. And uh, so anyway, Marymount was a great experience. I went there for four years. I. Uh, me and Moira Kelly were college graduates together. Um, Moira Kelly, remember Cutting Edge, Toe Pick? Remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. Edge, that um, anyway. um, and then after Marymount, I started working a couple of years out of school. Uh, and um, I worked, my first job was on Comedy Central, Short Attention Span Theater with Mark Marin. And I just nice. did sitcoms mostly. And, uh, and I'm going to get to ER. I did mostly sitcoms and I was a comedy guy. I was like... Mm -hmm. Like the Joey from Friends, you know what I mean? Dopey Italian. Yep. <laughs> right. I could deliver a joke. And uh, and then I got this movie, uh, U571, that shot in Rome and Mall. Yep. Conaghy and all those guys. John Jovi and Bill Paxton. And that was a game changer for my career because I was more of a comedy guy. And uh, and then I became like this drama guy. And I was back for three weeks after shooting that movie for six months in Rome and Malta. And I guess at that point, I was kind of like I had that hot actor thing on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I auditioned for um, 
ER, uh, there was an audition to, you know, Clooney had just left. And, mm-hmm. and I, 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 um, I auditioned for it and I'll never forget, like, you know, because I, I didn't, to tell you the truth, I didn't watch the show. Mm. I didn't, I didn't, you know, you'd think I'd watched a lot of TV, but I, I didn't, you know what I mean? Back then I just, you know, I was busy acting, busy making it, you know, and going out and having a good time and, you know, being a young, you know, young guy. So, I, you know, and I knew ER was big, you know what I mean? But I didn't know to what level until I, I got it, you know? Um, and, uh, and so the audition was uh, my first, the stuff from my first episode, you know, and I remember the dialogue, CBC, Chem 20, type across the four, cross tables, chest and pelvis, or they won't pick up the pace in 10 minutes. This patient will have chest deep Foley, NG and playing films in 15 minutes. They'll either be in the ER or dead. I'm in Thorseal. <laughs> um, very, very nice. Beautiful. So that's, uh, oh. yeah. It, and, um, and so when I, when I got it, I knew that Clooney had just left and, and it, and I think I think John Stamos auditioned for it at that time too. It was like mm-hmm. okay, yep. Um, the character was named Malucci, and uh, and the, the first audition was just I think me and John Levy, uh, and then the next one was like everybody, and it was probably like four people, and I just remember my agents and friends were were so excited, you know. What I mean? <laughs> family was like, oh, you know, like I don't think I told my family. I think it was my friends and family were excited. And I was I was dating a girl at the time, um, and we were kind of falling in love. And she was English, and and I think she was very intimidated by the possibilities of me getting it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For me, because I'd been acting at that point for seventeen years, you know, I was just thinking, you know, it, this could be a great gig for me. You know what I mean? But right. I didn't know what it meant. You know what I mean? I just didn't know. Right. I wasn't thinking in those terms. I wasn't like. You know, I just wasn't thinking in those terms. And and also I was kind of, you know, like uh, uh, the girl, my brain was with the girl a little bit at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and so when I got it, it was, you know, obviously it was, everyone was super excited and I was super excited. And, but it was, it, it was initially five episodes with the option of making me a regular. Okay. Okay. So, so, so that was stressful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the quick, the quickest version, because I'm not going to go too deeply into this, but this is like a little insight. To my first five episodes on that show. Um, I was heartbroken because the girl that I, I was in love with in England was breaking my heart. Mm-hmm. And so the first five episodes that show, if you maybe notice that I'm skinny, I wasn't eating. I was oh. so I was literally like my brain wasn't in like ER land. My brain was in like lovesick first time right first time in my life of getting my heart broken you know what i mean and, and sure right so i you know and i and i often say to my friends like when they say about ER, i go i often feel like i never recovered on that show through that mm-hmm. experience uh of being heartbroken you know what i, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, yeah for sure putting as an actor and as a character on the show and i always kind of came from this you know i just wasn't grounded you know, so, and I was so grounded before that. And then I, it took me, right. Where I left the yard, ER, it took a few years for me to find me again, you know, but mm-hmm. it was a, it was a tumult while I was on it. Um, I was, I was going to say, I can imagine that, you know, having something, you know, so vital and visceral happened so early on in the process, it probably led you to, you know, no matter how somewhat comfortable you got on the experience, you're still always going to associate it 
in the moment with that really shitty thing. <laughs> yeah, and and the word stayed with the girl throughout the whole time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was like two years. Been there. We were like fighting. I'd go to this <sighs> fighting with her, and you know, like it, and you know, and I'd be doing press for stuff, and I'd just be like, I'd be in the like it was it was it was that terrible. You know, you have that one. Ah. Uh. Well, my bad one happened at the height of my career. <laughs> no. <laughs> you you got to be in front of 30 million people yeah. every Thursday night. Yes. You got to. Literally, if you watch the first, there's a scene in U571 with my shirt off um, where I crack the egg. Yeah. I had to go back to do a, a reshoot for for uh, that picture. And um, mm-hmm. and at that time was when I was in the middle of that lovesick thing. Um and I weighed, I think, I weighed like 190 pounds, right? And now, and I'm in pretty good shape. I weighed 190. Back then, I was probably like 173, but mm-hmm. and I was 173, like ripped and skinny and muscly and ready, mm-hmm. like, what is that called? Like low body weight, whatever, you know, the. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. Anyway, when I shot the scene for the egg scene, I weighed 160. So, he like, like, I look like, you know, like I'm just. I'm just wasting away and it's not yeah out. It's just all, you know, pain and suffering. You know, like, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. I, I hope it, this wasn't what you were expecting, was it? <laughs> oh no. We lo- like I said, we love this kind of stuff. Yeah, this is why every, we love that it's conversational. Cause like every, everybody's got we a could story. Ask... Everybody's got a history they're yeah. bringing to it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we, we I want mean, everybody's different perspectives. I think I found my footing like, in some ways as a, the character uh, right away, because I kind of felt like I understood him. But mm-hmm. more as like my, um, like I had such a good, I was in such a good headspace after doing U571, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. felt like a young Cassavetes and I was like an artist's artist. My other actor friends, McConaughey, and all, I had the respect of my peers and we all like bonded really well on that set. And then when I got on ER, it was like a different vibe at that time. It was like, you know, it was, they were transitioning to, right. you know, uh, Clooney leave. And, you know, they didn't know, you know, there was probably a little, you know, uh, you know, question of whether it was going to do well without him, which obviously it did. It was a monster hit still. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but but it was still a trend, a time that it was transitioning. You know what I mean? And I think right. the cast members and the new cast members were like, you know, you know, you know, like uh, dogs kind of smelling. Each other. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, uh, and uh, feeling out, <laughs> feeling yeah. each other out. Yes, it was a yep. period, you know, and, I, you know, it's funny. I think that people probably thought that I was in that headspace, but I was so not in that headspace. I was just in a very different headspace at that time. Um, mm-hmm. More, you know, uh, you know, just more the the, the, the sad thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, which that kind of brings me to my next question, which is like, you know, in the midst of all this personal turmoil and stuff, you probably don't even have time to think about the fact that you're one of a handful of people kind of tasked with the job of filling the void left behind by, you know, some guy named George. Like, it's yeah, uh, it's was, not something that probably enters into the equation, right? No, I wasn't even thinking about that. In fact, I remember thinking when I when Goran was there, I was like, oh, thank God this guy's here. <laughs> like there was two things that happened at once i was like you know like there was this little part of me like oh i thought they were gonna maybe throw the ball to me to do the (laughs) and then once i saw goran i'm like they're gonna be throwing the ball to this guy 
And I'm like, that's, and, and I was totally fine with that. I just, I think for me, I did want to have more, um, uh, and I, you know, that was part of like, I think why I didn't stay on that show. It was definitely why I didn't stay on that show. We'll get to that. Um, I, I wanted just more, um, uh, um, like layers to him as opposed to just being the, the mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love the comedy part of him. And a lot of that was written by Scott Gemmel. Um, mm-hmm. And Scott and I are buddies. And that's that character on NCIS LA that I do, Sabatino. In many ways, if you watch Sabatino on NCIS LA, it's an extension of Malucci. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so those two characters are very similar. And it's no accident that Scott Gemmel, you know, right. you know the guy behind that, you know. Um, although I think Neil Bear created Malucci, uh, I think mm-hmm. Scott voice the most you know what i mean uh, sure and uh and so i'll always be indebted to to scott because like that 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 i love malucci's um you know uh his disconnect of emotion but i i also loved and wanted to find that out and mine for that as the character grew you know and 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 we never really had that opportunity you know uh and that mm-hmm. yeah with that show and i think had i been in a better headspace we the audience would have found that out and i think love chipped the audience <laughs> fair we actually there we have some good some good segues for that when we talk about that a little bit more in depth in your later seasons but um i'm curious what was the learning curve like for you with all the complex medical terminology and fast-paced dialogue coming into the show um you know um i it, it I mean, it was, it was, it, it definitely, uh, I knew, but it's funny. I, so this, it was this, in the second season I had a day, I knew when I was getting it, when it was becoming, you know, a little bit more, um, uh, in me mm-hmm. season, I had a, a friend come visit me on set and we were going to go have dinner and after, and, um, and I finished the scene and I said, all right guys, thanks. You know, I said goodbye to everybody. And, and, uh, and Terrence was the uh, camera guy, and he's the t- mm-hmm. same, yep. same camera guy in NCIS LA. Terrence mm-hmm. and I were friendly, and I'm like, take care of T. And he's like, where are you going, mate? You're in the next scene. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, that's, no, I'm not a, what? What do you mean I'm in the next scene? And so, you know, we memorized the lines the night before. Right. Do it the day of. Noah <laughs> does it right then and there, you know. <laughs> Noah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I found that out of here. I was like, I go, you have to, you have to study a lot of, you know, your lines. You got to work on that. He goes, no, nah, I kind of no. photographic memory. I'm like, huh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and I, you know, me and memorizing lines, I always had to like kind of do that work. Mm-hmm. He's like, Terrence says, no, you, you're in the next scene, man. And I'm like, I'm in the next scene. I'm like, well, what, what is it? You know, <laughs> I start looking and it's like a three page one or, where I'm just spewing medical jargon three pages. And, and, you know, we used to use the, you know, the clipboard trick, you put your uh-huh. reading the dialogue off the clipboard, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I, I did that every, and then you put it on the patient you'd just be looking at your dialogue. Well, I, I, I'd done yep. that before and people were like, Oh, Clooney did that, you know, like, and, yeah. and uh, Clooney special. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, it was definitely uh, something that, you know, I, I had no choice to do, you know, like at the first. <laughs> um, uh, but so I realized in that moment, I was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm fucked. 
You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm fucked here. I'm not going to, this is not going to work out. This is going to be bad. But I took, I said, I need 10 minutes, you know? And they were like, yeah, of course, you know, it was, takes about a half hour to reset. And all that. Yeah. And so I took about 15 minutes. I went off to the side and I just jammed it into my brain and, and I got it in 15 Oof. and, and, and I realized that day, oh, I, I can get this now because I understand a lot of the medical jargon. So it's, it's mm-hmm. nonsensical anymore. You know, I know that this is a, you know, some blood work. I know if, you know, you know, it's, it, it you yeah. know, cause that's the hardest in the beginning when you're figuring out what stuff means, you know, and, right. and once you connect it to something real, then it becomes easier to, to plunk into that short term memory. Um, so, uh, while Malucci went toe to toe with a lot of the cast, uh, throughout his time on the show, that was honestly when the cast was probably at its biggest. Uh, there was tons of people on the show at the time. Uh, there was probably no better adversary for him than Laura Innes's Carrie Weaver. Uh, what are your memories of working with Laura and what made the two of you such an entertaining pairing? It's so funny. Like, I didn't even think about it. Like in those terms, <laughs> you know, had, had I, I think that's the difference between maturity and youth. I, and now, <laughs> I, if I had that relationship with someone on a show, I would know that that's a, I would know that we have a relationship. Right. What relationship mm-hmm. is, you know, isn't, isn't important, but knowing that two people right. have a relationship, you know, and mm. it could be adversarial, yep. it could be romantic, it could be, but it's a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know, relationship as my boss but it was more to that and oh yeah and I think now I would definitely um mine for for what that is more now and what that Mm -hmm. why I had that relationship with her and you know and what those dynamics meant for both of us um uh um but we definitely uh I mean she was the person that stopped fun from Malucci. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, she's a fun stopper, which is what I am in my house. Now. Mm-hmm. I walk into a room, my kids are like, here he comes. He's going to tell us to empty out the dishwasher. You know, like he's going to make something. You know, when I walk in, I don't tell them to do something. You know, I get so worried. My, my LA kids. So I, I'm constantly trying to instill like, you know, uh, a blue collar. Um, right with them so you know i probably get my kids do to do more chores than i mean they do say that they're like we do more chores than any of our friends <laughs> <laughs> you should do more chores than any of your friends you know like you know, that's a good thing um i literally make them clean the poop up we have four dogs and i make my boys clean up the poop and only because i wanted to give them the worst job possible literally yeah. the shit job so that <laughs> like an up from there you know you know like hey right you know um so uh but yes carrie carrie weaver and malucci definitely had a uh, a dynamic and and it, that's what was so great about um that show they would find it and then they'd they'd keep on going mm-hmm. you know, and they knew that it resonated with the audience good or bad you know mm-hmm. people i remember people like loving my character and then i remember people hating my well it's it's so funny you say that because that's something we've found where daniel's beautiful meme at this at your debut uh 
we were just like, oh, okay, we're we're at Maluchi. This will be interesting. And like, we just finished season seven, and we're still like, he's better than we thought. Like, we, we just remember it yet. being such a divisive yep. character, and we're like, where's the stuff where he's awful? Because there's way more depth on rewatch than oh, yeah, I, like we had given credit for. So the, the, absolutely, the first time I watched the show, uh, a few years ago, the first time I watched the show, Maluchi was. One of like certain, if not my least favorite, he was in my he was in my top five, at least favorite on the entire show, and and, and it, it it I couldn't you know write you a paper on why, but it was just like a a, a gut reaction, and then yep. one of the best things about doing what we've been doing is getting to re-examine some of those characters and getting to re-examine some of those things. Absolutely. And I've done a complete 180 on that character mm-hmm. where I've gone from being like, I can't wait for this fucking asshole to leave to <laughs> like, <laughs> to now I'm like, holy shit. He's one of the biggest missed opportunities in the entire 15 seasons. Like they, yeah. they had right. another, uh, you know, maybe not in exactly the same ways, but they had another Clooney type character on their hands and it just never, they never figured out how to give voice to it. I got to yeah. Have you talked to my mom recently? Like, what's happening? You know, I, 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 it's sort of what I was fighting for by the end of the second season. For, All right. Um, yeah. I wasn't wanting to not be the guy that we've, um, you know, uh, that was still being, um, uh, you know, um, uh, created really, I you know didn't mm-hmm. want I, you know because it was still in a creation phase, right? You know, right, right. Was if he was going to be there for ten years, I you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I he I, he we would have gotten there, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the character? I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, but I imagine it's like that one dude that's on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, we don't have our Grey's Anatomy <laughs> expert, but I know uh, probably Alex Karev is probably who we're thinking of. But anyway. Lizzie is obsessed with with Grey's Anatomy, yeah. so we we leave all oh, of that to. <laughs> a buddy of mine was on that. He became a star off that show. Uh, oh, cool! Denny, remember Jeffrey Dean Morgan on that? Oh, oh yeah. my God, Liz, Liz, I'm Lizzie's gonna lose it when I tell her that. But yes, absolutely. Jeff and I are good good buddies back from back way back in the day. We all started. <sighs> That's great. Me, the actor friends that I had in L.A. were Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Billy Burke, and Jeremy Sisto. We were the, those are the f- guys. <laughs> that's that's an that's an excellent like unknown connection. I never would have I never would have made that guess. So. Poker together and hang, hung out at a bar called Daddy's on Vine, which is where the, they knocked it down and put a W in. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we just had him in an episode like. A few months ago, like he was, uh, yep. he played a firefighter, got his legs cut off. Uh, who? Uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey D. Morgan. He was he was in. Yep. Uh, it, it's in one of the seasons you're on. I think season seven. Um, and he's but completely different set. Right. So. Like I don't think you two interact in the episode at all. But like he. Um, no. Yeah. No. The whole the whole time we're like watching it and we're going like it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan like do something with him and like he just spends the whole episode just like you know pinned underneath a train or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. Well, he was he was still like. You know, Jeff. Jeff really kind of, uh, you know, kind of found his uh, ten thousand hours by the time he was in his like forties. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, when he came out, he didn't come out as an actor. He came out with Billy Burke and and yeah, Adeline and Billy was the actor, and Jeff didn't. Jeff was like, you know, 
mm. creating, you know, some art here and there and then kind of fell into it. So it took, mm. you know, it's not like an, and it took him about 20 years to become a better actor, you know, right. real thing that 10,000 hours I, I yeah. really is. I mean, yeah, pick it up something pretty quickly and acting is, is one of those things that lends itself to, you know, you could, you could have have a natural capability of being good right out of the gate below, but I'll always say what Harvey Keitel told me years ago. He said, you could be good out of the gate, but if you don't have a technique to back it up, your longevity isn't going to be, um, and you you do have to have the tech, I think, um, so that you could have more dynamics and, and see your work and, you know, and, and bring, you know, you know, other things to the table other than just yourself all the time. Right. Right. <laughs> okay so i'm this question is so out of the blue but we need to know just to get it out of the way because people on our on our chat have bugged us about this one uh whose decision was it to do the frosted tips for malucci the the blonde uh, i at that time it was mm-hmm. 99 2000 99 2000 yeah it's peak of that it's very very big look at the it was on. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it was like I was it was over the summer in the break and, and I was like, I wanna just do something crazy with Bellucci's hair. You know what I mean? I, I mean yeah, yeah. Just and so I called the producers and I said, Hey, I was thinking about frosting his tips. Would that be ridiculous? <laughs> <laughs> like I go I I do that all the time. Like I did like Yeah. On on NCIS recently, LA during the break, I Mm-hmm. Demo, and I knew I was going to be in an episode and I said look Scott I'm growing out this like little stupid like man you want to write it into the episode and make fun of it the whole time you know mm-hmm. and he goes oh oh no we're gonna I go you know like you know you, you guys will just te- everybody will tease me for it like a nice man bond or something you know like and so yeah. wrote it in the episode but then he subsequently wrote a whole backstory that my character on, on NCIS play was like in a rock band and, you know, but CIA, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and it, I'm like I'm yeah, the band back together. And, you know, I wind up singing uh, 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 the chorus of uh, uh, come on, feel the noise, quiet riot in the episode, you know, <laughs> nice. So, I always feel that like, you know, if you could throw in a little something that makes people go, eh? you know, you know, like <laughs> that's not a bad thing. So, um, yeah. And, you know, you, you have to be able to, you know, I mean, I, I did it with the intent of it being ridiculous. You know what I mean? Right. People being like, what the fuck is going on? With this? <laughs> it's like Carter's yeah. beard and, at that one season where they're just like, we got to get yeah, rid of yeah. this. And it, and it did exactly that. It That was the reaction from the audience. <laughs> well, and the nice thing, too, is like you said, it it inadvertently ends up being a great time capsule for 2000. For like, because that was everywhere. So it's it's like, yep, okay, this this stamps exactly where oh, we are in the oh, show. Great. Yeah. And, and was that what was that? was the end of, was the end of it uh, a you decision or was that them finally going? <laughs> All right, you had your fun now, Eric. Please I, put your hair back the way we no, left it. Don't. I don't even remember. Was there a story point to it? I forget. No, no. He just shows up one just... one time with blonde hair, and then it's. I think it sticks around for like two or three episodes, and then it, you go like and two. Then, yeah, and then you go back to being normal hair, and then by the end of the season, you've got like seventies hair, like, like you have like the <laughs> yep. the the quaffed the quaffed. Yeah. I remember yes. just thinking like he like uh, like his like I didn't have a I you know I I I I just felt like he would be changing his hair a lot. I don't know you know like I, yeah, it was a guy that cared you know what i mean you know mm-hmm. yeah like, fuck it let's try this and let's try that <laughs> try this yeah you know he, um 
So uh, I, I didn't give it much thought other than like, you know, it was a whim and I called them up and I said, what do you guys think? And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm gonna write it in, you know, and actually <laughs> stupid enough to, for people to be interested in it 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had, it had its intended effect, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, who, uh, shifting gears uh, away from your hair for a moment, who were some of your favorite <laughs> uh, guest stars to have on set during your time on the show, if there are any that stand out? Alan Alda was obviously, you know, the home he's, run. He's a big he, one. He went to my high school. Right. Mm-hmm. When I got to work with him, it was like another full circle moment. You know what I mean? Like he was this guy that went to Stepanak High School and and I uh, I was like, oh my God, you know, like, I, you know, I'm actually working with the dude that like one of the went to this high school and and also I was a huge fan of MASH obviously and I mean as mm-hmm. obsessed with that show and him on it um, so uh, but I have a I have an Alan Alda story interesting you should mention that so as soon as I start working with him the first like week or whatever my, I tell my mom and she's like you, you, you told him you went to Stepan Act right did you tell him <laughs> like yeah mom I'm gonna tell him of course I'm gonna tell him you know what I mean and I'm not going to walk up to him day one and be like, I went to step on that. You know, give- I got to be cool. I got to be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, so, so this is, this is how it works out. We're, we're doing a scene operating table. He's like to my right. And we're like doing a <laughs> sort of, you know, you know, operating room scene. And, and in between takes, I go, you know, we're talking, I go, you know, Alan, um, I went to the same high school as you. And he's, <laughs> he goes, Oh yeah. Hey, okay. And, and he goes back to what he's doing. And I'm like, huh, that really fell flat. You know, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and then I'm like, oh, okay. And then, you know, we continue the scene and he doesn't say anything else to me. And I'm like, we go break for lunch. And he says, Eric, you want to, you want to go get lunch with me at the commissary? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Alan, I want to get lunch with you. With you? <laughs> like, in my mind, I'm like, Alan, hold on. Well, yes, I want to get lunch. Yeah. So we go to have lunch. He and I were sitting at the table, just the two of us having lunch, you know. And halfway through, I'm like, I got to say this step. But I, I go, you know, I, I don't understand. I meant before, you know, at this t- t- when we were shooting, that we went to, I went to the same high school as you, step and I. And he went, what? And I said, I said to you before that I went to the same step and I, step and I high school. They, you know, your alma mater, and he's like, "Oh, you went to Stepanak," and I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Which ear did you say that in?" <laughs> I go, "What?" Oh. It in my left ear because, yeah, you're. I, my, I'm. I have trouble hearing on my left side. <laughs> oh my god! He didn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, for a good twenty minutes, I was like. Alan Alda's an asshole. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, man. One of the nicest guys around. Very nice. Very, very oh. his, his people were very polite about telling us no. So, yeah, yeah. He, he's it's, good it's in our very, book. Yeah, it's consistent. Oh, my God. That's, wow. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I mean, mm. <laughs> Yeah. That made my That's night. Out. Just Alan Alda's an asshole. Oh, um, real asshole. Okay. <laughs> For a good twenty minutes shooting, I'm just like. Just, next God, <laughs> dick. 
Okay, so I'm going to completely pivot us here. I know we talked about this a little bit, but um, more curious, how did Malucci's character development development end up comparing with your visions for the character? Because it seems like in the early parts of season seven, they made Malucci less of the comedic relief and they started to dig into more of the darker elements of his backstory, like some potential abuse and some other things with... Um, a wrestler kid who was being abused before reversing course by the end of the season back to the comedy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, maybe an episode or two had it more mm-hmm. of the reverse course, but I think, you know, right. touched on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And alluded to stuff and insinuated stuff. Um, yep. uh, and, um, you know, I, I think that, again, it was one of those things that we never really got the horse out of the, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, uh, out of the gate, rather. Um, and they, we were building to something. Um, um, and, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, there was never a, a, there was never a time where it was like, oh, you know, what, like, you know, I know at some point we'll probably want to cover like why I didn't continue. Well, two more questions. <laughs> two <Yeah>. more questions. <laughs> Go ahead. Because yeah, there is a lot, of course, tied up in your the end of your time on the yeah. show. But before we get there, um, which director, if any, did you find the most motivating to work with, or who did you feel like got the best out of you? I mean, Jonathan Kaplan for me. Yeah. <laughs> Kaplan. I mean, I, I just I adore that man. He would yell at you and scream at you, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and uh, but you know, and I know some people, you know, were, got really rattled by that and offended. But um, you know, I came from a you know New York Italian, you know Armenian. I'm half Armenian, half Italian, and like, you know, we weren't like, you know, we weren't like the cliche like Italian family. I'm probably more the cliche in this family, this version, you know. <laughs> But um, uh, but and my dad was a pretty chill guy. But you know, we, we there was like, hey, Rick, you know, like so. I was used to people barking commands. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it didn't. It felt familiar. It didn't feel. Uh, you know, what's what's wrong with this guy? Um, right. And um, and I'll never forget. Also, when I auditioned for Malucci at the final audition, he was in look like Santa Claus. And, and after I did my um, audition, he just looked at me quietly and slyly. He didn't want anybody else to see it. And he just went. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, did I just get this show? You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, I was like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Um, and then I got it, you know. Um, uh, yep. But I didn't get it right away. We never talked about the five episodes of the, the, the trial period. Oh yeah. yeah. So so at the end of those five episodes, do you get like a a, a meeting with, you know, John Wells or, or one of the other producers that says like, All right, we think you're doing well, or is it just like they just call your agent? It's gonna be another want was part of the story. This, this is sad Malucci. Does anybody want to hear more? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh I mean, I don't care at this point in my life, but uh <laughs> you know, but but uh I was in France visiting the girl that I was uh, mm-hmm. in love with or being, or being heartbroken by. I had mm-hmm. off and she was filming France. Everyone's going to look up who the girl is, by the way, after this. Uh, but whatever. Um, and uh, I mean, look, we were young and 
I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't young and stupid. You know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't, her yeah. kid. Um, you know, I, I have no real regrets because everything leads to everything. Um, yeah. Had I not met her, I never would have, uh, I think, uh, found my wife and then, and getting yep. now, which is, uh, I feel very, very grateful and very blessed for all of it. Um, but at that time, uh, I was in the middle of the heartbreaking moment with her in France. And I got a call from my manager because I was on ER at that point for two months. Mm-hmm. And it was like, they were living, we were in this, like this small little hotel in the mountains of France. I'd never been there. I was, you know, I'm from Yonkers. I was so out of my element. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, yeah. And, and, um, and, sh- and, sh- and things were very bad. She was, she was lying to me about stuff and, you know, it was, it was bad. It was bad. I just yeah. personal information, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> like, but, but uh, I get a call from my manager and they say, Eric, they were going to make you a regular on ER. And, and Ooh. I start crying and, uh, and my manager goes, Oh, you, you know, and I've cried before, you know, but that I was crying for the wrong reason. She, I go, she goes, are you, Oh my God. She started crying. You're so happy, huh? Oh, something like that. And I go, actually, I'm sad because I've worked for this moment for 17 years and this is supposed to be the highlight of my life. And I am heartbroken over a fucking girl. And and so I remember being like those two diametric mm-hmm. feelings, you know what I mean? And and uh, but it's true. It's, it's and and the valuable lesson that I learned, and you know, like once I had time away from that period, was you know, for me, uh, you know, the 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 business is always going to be second for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what's going on in my real life will always be first, and. Um, and my, my family is, is, uh, a big, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, support system that I, I rely on, uh, to, you know, keep things consistent and that consistency I, I'm unbelievably grateful for. And, and, and it, I had to have such a crazy inconsistent period in my life mm-hmm. to be so grateful for like a loving, consistent situation. Uh, and, and. And, uh, and it's profoundly, profoundly affected everything else in my life, you know, mm-hmm. acting work jobs, like everything, like, you know, whenever I, you know, when I, when I have a gig, that's like cool people and everybody's easy. I'm, I'm so, uh, like a moth to a flame. I like that. You know what I mean? Now, whereas when I was younger, I liked craziness mm-hmm. you know what I mean? and you know, I was like, a, I, I got drawn to that a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. um, that experience, you know, that was sad Malucci. And then sad yeah. back <laughs> as a new as a new hire. And I got that and I was like, yep. let me be sad everywhere. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> let me yeah. feel my Let's feelings. Let's lean into this. And they were like, no, Malucci has no feelings. We want him to be funny. That's it. That's right. Funny man fall down. That's all. <laughs> I, <know. sighs> I was like, but I have feelings. Well, I'm ready to express. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have yeah. the drama. No, I'm, I'm much, but much happier with one with one. You know, I, yeah. hurt my feeling. The one. <laughs> so then I got the gig, and then you know the rest was history after that. You know. 
Yep. And now now we can dig into season eight and your departure. Um, did you come back to season eight with the expectation that you'd be there the whole season or was it always the plan for you to move on early in the oh, season? In between every season, you'd go and uh, you'd talk to uh, John Wells and, and whoever, you know, was like executive producer at the time. And, and you know, you'd have a conversation about, you know, how you, you know, last season went, how you like being there and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh, and so in between season seven and eight, we had that conversation and, and I was pretty, you know, vocal about, you know, feeling like I wanted to do more as a character, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but not like, you know, just more like, you know, I just kind of feel like I'd like to be, you know, uh, you know, um, I'd like this character to be a little bit more, you know, uh, layered and have a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and 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 at that time, I don't think that they, the writers, kind of saw it that way. They just kind of mm-hmm. what he was, and mm-hmm. and so a, a conversation of a departure took place, and it was an amicable split. You know, mm-hmm. so it was okay. it wasn't. Um, I suppose I think back on that time in my life. I think could I have said, you know what? No, fine. Let's just keep it this way. And and I I would have stayed on that show. And reality mm-hmm. is, um, if I stayed on that show, they would have dove into this character over the next. Who knew the right. show was going on for another ten years? Of the- right, right. <laughs> that you had the time for that. Yes, to who knew? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it, it seemed like that was never going to happen. You know what I mean? And. That was the vibe I was getting too from them, which was, this is how we see the character. And it's just going to kind of be a guy that comes in, stirs the pot and leaves, you know? Mm, Right. You know, had I had a family and responsibilities at the time, I would have said, that's fine. Let's keep on going. You know what I mean? But Mm. family, I was a bachelor, had money in the bank and, and I was in the And also my character was uh, really, um, but you know, like there was real strong feelings about him. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I <laughs> and and it was kind of true too. I was getting worried that once I left the show, I would be stuck in that that hole mm-hmm. uh, of like yeah. the asshole guy all the time. And uh, and and subsequently, when I left the first two years, it was that every role that came across my my table was and i and i didn't get back to sitcoms and comedy like they, those doors shut for me meanwhile before i had er i had a comedy development deal with nbc in the height of the 90s for com- you know what i mean for sitcoms and and um you know uh so the first two years after the, i remember meeting casting directors and they like one casting director i'll never forget was like wow you're really nice i thought you were an asshole and I, what do you mean? They're like, well, I just heard that you were like not nice and kind of an asshole. And I was like, I, that that's that. that's my yeah. character. Do I need to explain to a casting director the concept of a fictional character? Yeah, I remember. I remember someone saying that to me. I'm not gonna. I I don't remember who it was. It might have been like you know. I don't know. That stayed in the business, but uh, um, but uh, and certainly you know, no casting director worth their salt would think that way. But this person did. Um, but, uh, um, so it, it stayed with me a little bit for a few years and then, you know, and then I got like, that's a couple of jobs here and there. And then people kind of, the door started opening again for me. And, and, and then I did that series over there with 
mm-hmm. about soldiers in Iraq that Stephen Bochco uh, did with Chris Duramo, and and it, it only lasts 13 episodes, but it was very well received critically that show. Um, you know, and, and, you know, now it's, it's just been, you know, I, I'm kind of becoming a, a character actor now. It's after all years, you know, but, uh, which I love, I mean, a good I've, thing to be, I've always been a character actor yeah. in many ways, but, um, I mean, I've never been a leading man guy, but, uh, especially back in those days, I was always too ethnic. You know what I mean? Those white guy. And I was like, I was like, okay, cool. You know, like I'm Italian Armenian, I guess, I guess that makes sense. And then now I'm not ethnic enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say yeah like I'm like I I so wouldn't have pegged that but yeah I guess you're right midnight mid early 90s yeah that would yep. have made sense but yep. also I don't know how anybody could ever assume you're an asshole with how graciously you responded to our shit posts <laughs> so like no, oh my god it does like it does like a it makes me uh like it, it it makes me like like shine bright inside when I stuff. <laughs> yeah well we were mid-recording and Daniel looked at, I'm just going to tell this story real quick. And Daniel looks down at his phone and he goes, oh shit, somebody tagged Eric Palladino in that. <laughs> well, you gotta, it doesn't happen often. Let, we we, we well, say a lot no. of stupid shit and it let usually the, doesn't get back to the people we're saying it about. Well, let the, let, let the audience know what you're referring to because maybe they don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. I, I post a lot of memes on our Instagram account and we posted a meme for the beginning of season six and it was season six is like you said before a time of transition lots of new characters coming in and I made this like kind of like Brady Bunch looking meme where it was like a tiled listing of all the new characters and it was one of those ones where it was like we're really excited about all these new people and then right smack in the middle is Eric uh, and right smack in the middle on top of his face we just put not you and (laughs) and within like I would say less than 12 hours after we after yep. we posted that somebody snitch tagged us in the comments and and then like she said we were in the middle of recording an episode and, and the whole episode came to a screeching halt because we were like oh shit I think we're in trouble like I think <laughs> like and then like you know I, you couldn't have been nicer about it like you couldn't have been cooler about it and it was just like it it re- like they we get teased by our friends who uh listen to the show like we get teased by our friends all the time that like our opinion on Malucci changed overnight after that interaction like we were we were talking mad shit on the podcast before on episode, episode one, one of when season Malucci six showed when, up. when you make your debut we we had a whole list of Malucci facts where uh these like I, I'm trying to remember what the ones were off the top of my head but it was like like he thinks just asking questions bro is a diagnosis like that kind of thing like we just we just were like roasting your character and then overnight after that interaction it all went away like it was like oh we love this guy now we totally roast the character still (laughs) refrain from that um you know just just know that you know the target on your head isn't coming from me it's going back back to my mom she's coming after you (laughs) somewhere uh lady in yonkers that's you know coming for daniel (laughs) all right that's you know Um, i'm I'd be honored. We get it. Yeah. Obviously, your your emotions at the time were like, I don't feel like I'm being creatively fulfilled by this character. I feel like I might do better out out there on the world out of my own for a while. Um, was there a point during that two year lull where you went, Oh fuck, I might have made a huge mistake. Um, I mean, I, it's weird because uh, at that time, also, even though the, I mean, I was working, you know what I mean? Just not as much as I wanted to be, not on the, on, on right. 
wanted to be working on as well. Um, but months after the show was over, I had broken up with the girl. Mm. And my life immediately got significantly better again. <laughs> so I was riding on this like high, you know, so I yeah. was about ER. I was just like, oh God, is this yeah. world is like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, I, you know. Clouds um, parted. Yeah, you know, it was a very, uh, uh, you know, I remember. I remember my friends took me. I always tell this story. My friends took me out for a margarita the day I left. Right? Um, you know, we were living together, but I left, and then when I came back from being out with my friends, she would be gone. We were, you know, like that's how we worked it out. And it was an, be yeah. like it wasn't. It was the least dramatic thing we'd ever done. Was the breakup. Um, and so I went out with my friends, and my buddy was like, he picked me up and he goes, "Are you okay, dude?" You know, this is after two and a half, you know, like, and I'm like, I think I'm great. <laughs> but I'm like, I think so. And then we went up the street, this Mexican restaurant called Luciela Dobies. And, uh, and he, he ordered me a margarita and then my other buddy showed up and, and, you know, it's like my first time. I'm, and one of my best friends was always so mad at me. He's like, he was like the, the buddy that would have gone on all those awesome trips that ER sent me on. But the girl mm -hmm. went instead of him, so he was bitter for three years of that. <laughs> he was like, "I could have went to New Zealand," you know, like you know, first, you know, like, you know, like. So when when I had that margarita, he handed me a margarita, and I tasted it, and I remember thinking, "That is the best margarita I've ever had in my life," because it was like I was, it was that, it was like the Braveheart moment. And, uh, you know, um, so, so yeah, that first year afterwards, it was a lot of elation to be honest with you, but it wasn't related. To it was right. 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 And personal life is really the most important thing. If the person yep. is there, like, you know, I, I, I would love to have my big hit show. It would be great to have a huge, I mean, marvelous Mrs. Basil was nothing to, you know, but I wasn't a regular on it, but I would love right. series, regular big hit show. Uh, and that would be awesome. But that yep. doesn't change my day. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change my day. My my day is about my family and my kids. And and I love acting. I've been doing it now for over 40 years, you know, and it's it's, it's definitely who I am. Uh, but it's not what I am. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it, right. it's, it's, you know, what I am as a dad and husband and a family guy. And that is number one uh thing you know and and acting i you know i'm still passionate about it. i still love it i still love auditioning i i mean I, it's crazy to say that i still love reading for different roles and i often think had i stayed on er for another seven years i wouldn't be the actor i am today because over those seven mm -hmm. years i played probably 25 different characters right arsenal mm -hmm. in this backpack of characters and you know what i mean and and and, and uh and i just learned a lot about myself over those years and and i think i became a more layered um you know person and actor because of it so yeah it's it's you know the, i i don't have any regrets though uh, no, there's there's none to be had when, uh, that decision i i would i like to have the money that i would have made and then I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know again yeah. happy either
kind of talked about this with, you know, how we wanted Malucci to mature more, but in in your perfect world, if Malucci had stayed on those 10 years, uh, where do you think Malucci would have evolved to as a character if you had your way? I have my way, he would have been like, uh, you know, you know, the, you know, uh, not the, not the, what is it? Not the chief, uh, but like that. Chief resident? Uh, yeah, like the chief. Or the attending? Yeah, the chief attending. That it, like, yeah. The, the, yeah. And then I would be like a total asshole to the students. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Cool. Back, that's the role I would want to play. But then, yeah. Most like an act. Like, I, mm-hmm. everyone else, the older doctors would be like, you know, you still fucking with them? I'm like, yeah, yeah it's great. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, they all know that it's an act. It's, it's kind of like with my wife, like, and the kids, like, I, you know, like, I'll sometimes yell at my kids and my wife will be like, be like, she'll be like looking at me and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm just, it's fine. It's okay. you, know, like, you, know, like, you know, like, you know, like, because I'm trying to like get them to wake up, get to it, do the thing you need to right. do. You know, you know, like, yep. I would, I would love to be that, uh, but you know, um, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, I'd love to find out some of the things they touched on mm-hmm. later. And maybe as a guy that is older, maybe he still hasn't touched on it himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe he never really looked at that himself. And 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 at some point, you know, he dives into that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he should be fun, funny, irreverent, yeah. silly, a goofball. And I, I think some of it, I wouldn't want him to be so different. I'd still want him to be right. a guy, but, you know, like just a mature version of that guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like light side Romano almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I, did, I just read for something recently that when I read it, I was like, oh, this guy is Romano on a cop show. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I was yep. um, fun role. Yeah. You know, uh, Paul, Paul's a good dude. He was very... Paul was very sweet to me, and uh, and 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 as was uh, uh, Tony. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. very very sweet man. Both of those guys. Yeah. And Noah, Noah and I just had dinner for the first time. We saw each other for the first time right before COVID hit. We went out to dinner, and not hit, but like right, right. everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. Literally, the mm-hmm. all restaurants and everything yep. shut down the next day. We were, we went out to dinner. Uh, with another actor buddy of ours, uh, a mutual friend, Don Wallace, and he's mm-hmm. Noah, and he was like, you, "Well, you should go out with Noah." And I, I'm like, "I haven't seen the dude in you know, 20 years," and uh, and then we went out. And it was really nice seeing him. It was like very, very different guys from what we were when we were, right. you know, yeah, young babes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we spoke to Paul recently, and he definitely gave us some some new things to reflect on with Romano that I think are going to make us appreciate his performances a little bit more too. So he was so good in that show. I mean, she- yep. But along that same vein, uh, what kind of if any lessons did you take from your experience on ER onto other shows and movies and things that you've done in the years since? I mean, certainly, uh, especially for one hour dramas. Um, you know, I, I tell young actors this all the time, and I, you know, I have some friends of mine, like younger actors, you know, get in and and coach them, you know, just for for free, and you know, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I I always kind of say is speed, 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 mm-hmm. speed. Say your lines faster, you know, yeah. you know, don't 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 try to make moments of everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's 
like you know that is like the curse of young actors because they're always trying to like stand out and make you know like get noticed you know what i mean and and trying to make a moment where there isn't a moment right. but when you're old, you know, er is a great training ground to kind of get the get the dialogue out say the words and say them fast and and it and and know what you're saying, but you know, mm-hmm. and he, and when you don't even know when you're saying, if you say them quick, no one will notice, right? You know, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was one of the big things on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think that I got that show because I talk fast. I mean, think about how much dialogue I've said right now to you in the last mm-hmm. right, be like a page, right? But mm-hmm. hands of a young actor would be like a line, pause, line, pause, line, pause, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so er was a great training ground for uh keeping that um at the forefront of your thinking and working mm-hmm. you know, i think i learned that in the beginning i think maybe someone i think i feel like maybe someone i overheard saying that to someone on set one day like to a guest star i feel like i heard someone someone saying like a director saying hey you know we don't really take time you know we don't have moments <laughs> you know and i was like Okay. And like, like I, I remember like just it, it hitting me and, and, you know, but uh, you know, the, my character didn't probably get that note because I was fast paced. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, that, uh, you know, adrenaline junkie, you know, that was like the description of him. He was yep. adrenaline junkie. So, um, yeah. So that's one of the things that I learned. And, uh, and then the other thing that I learned that's always stayed with me um, is kind of how, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards was on set. I I remember, you know, thinking, oh, that's how you're supposed to be when you are mm. the guy, you know what I mean? And, and you're, you know, and then another actor friend of mine, Tony Dennison, who was on um, uh, the crime story back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So in a, oh my God, what's the show? Uh, oh God. Um, oh my God. On TNT uh, with Kevin Bacon's wife. Oh, the Closer. Uh, the closer yeah. Oh, yeah. For years. And then he spun off to something. They, they, you know, they both, by example, you know, and Tony put it into words. He said, you know, when you're a series regular on a show, anybody that comes on that set that's new, you have to treat them like it's someone coming into your home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plain and simple. And especially if you're the series regular, you have to treat them even more so like, hey, yeah, no, welcome. We're really excited to have you here. And, and you know, if you can find out what they've done, look up, look them up, you know, ask people like, oh, what have they been? Oh, yeah, I know that guy. OK. And tell them, give them a compliment, say something yeah. mm-hmm. relaxed and embraced and and uh, excited to be there because. When they feel that way, you know, and I know that from doing a lot of recurring characters, uh, when I get on a set where people are, you know, not friendly, it doesn't make you feel feel embraced. You're not going to do your best work usually. You're right. Right. Um, I mean, for me, it doesn't affect me anymore. But, you know, certainly when I was younger um, and whenever I've been in a position where I've been a series regular over the years and, you know, all the ones that I've done since ER, I've always you know, made sure that I, uh, I, w- I want everyone to feel embraced. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so Tony was just led by example with that. And, uh, and, and I, th- and I like to think, you know, I was that way on ER when it was guest star came in or anybody that was doing a few lines here and there. I was, mm-hmm. I was always friendly, chatty, as you can tell, I'm pretty chatty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. we love it. We're here for it. 
<laughs> um, so next up, we have a couple of fan questions that were submitted by our listeners. Uh, first off is, Dr. Dave was not like the other doctors, and we immediately got that visual shorthand in his costuming and styling. Examples, the navy scrubs, the tattoo, what was it, and dear lord, the hair. Was his look something that had been decided on prior to casting, or did you get to provide input? And what was your favorite thing he wore, and or what do you wish he'd gotten to wear on the show? It's funny. So I made the early decision. I think I I, I thought it was my decision. I think <laughs> I do, now I'm questioning it, but I think that he yes. So he they thought he in the description of him he would dress like a paramedic. They said. Mm. Mm. In the first episode, I look like a paramedic, and people kind of confuse me as being a paramedic, I think. And then I, I'm like, no, I'm a doctor. Um, but I don't think that the intention was that he always was going to dress like a paramedic. Mm-hmm. First episode, that's what he was wearing. And then maybe eventually he'd wear a white lab coat. And so I was always like, no, let's just make him wear what he wears, like the blue, you know. The, the Navy scrubs. Yeah. yeah. And and let's just stick with that, you know. Um and then everybody was like, yeah, sure, that's that. Let's do that, you know. And and it totally worked for him, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny as an actor over the years, I was always getting recognized as a paramedic on the show. Like, oh, you're that new paramedic. <laughs> Way through the first season, be like, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a fake, that's fake right. TV doctor. Let's, let's be clear. I went to, yeah, TV, I went to TV medical school and everything. <laughs> fake medical school. Yes. Yeah. Yep. In Grenada. Right. <laughs> yes. What, one of my biggest regret was. Um, I'm not kidding. They, they, I do have a regret there. They they wanted me to go to the medical school in, in Grenada. <laughs> uh, this, I had a free invite to go, and and I and I did not go. Um, oh. And that's one of the one of the ones that my bu- buddy is still upset about. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> don't yeah, things. I think I would too. <laughs> Oh, and last fan question is, how would you describe Dr. Dave's legacy on the show and how do you feel about it? Um, I mean, I guess, you know, I, you know, I, it's, it's tough because I mean, I was only there for two and a half years. So, I mean, I guess he had the blip of a legacy that he might have. <laughs> um, um, I mean, I feel, I feel good about it. I think that like, he was definitely, um, a memorable character. Mm-hmm. Ugly. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, uh, I also, I just want to double back. You asked me, like, what are the things that I would have liked to have oh, cultivated? Yes. I meant to say this earlier. I, uh, you know, um, I would have liked to see Lucy and Malucci, uh, that relate to it. Yes. Uh, you know, and I liked her as a person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we kind of, Kelly and I, like, we both probably felt like, you know, awkward on that set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First year was like, you know, not with the new cast members, certainly. You know, right. Uh, you know, but with, you know, um, you know, uh, the, the old guard, um, mm-hmm. it was of that there was the old guard and the new guard. And, you know, mm-hmm. that first year it was, it was very much that way. And, you know, and, and Kelly and, and I, like, I just, you know, I, I, I liked her and I, you know, and I, and I thought, we could ha- we would have an interesting dynamic because she's mm-hmm. not you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah but I thought that had we kind of developed the um she could have kind of dug into Malucci with her person yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and out in him that could have been very uh interesting to watch and mm-hmm. and you know and I could have brought something out in her you know the 
you know, to make her kind of a little bit less, you know, maybe kind of buttoned up, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, that it's kind of like the, you know, cliche romantic uh, comedy of these two people. We were diametrically opposed. Yeah. We'd probably rather that than whatever they tried to do with her and Carter. I, so we're on board. Yeah. I, I the same way. You know what I mean? When I watch it, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is kind of weird, these two together. They're, they're too similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some way. Uh, so, but it is what it is. That That's that's one thing I, I would like to cheer. So. Absolutely. One final question that we ask, make a habit out of asking everybody we talk to. What do you think it is important for fans of ER to know about it from your unique perspective? In other words, when you think back on your time on the show, what would you want fans to know about the experience that wouldn't necessarily be clear just from watching? I guess at the end of the day, it's really about, you know, the doctors and, and, you know, how incredibly heroic they are, you know, and, and, you know, showing up under those circumstances, you know, just your regular ER doctor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff that they see day in and day out and still show up, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that is a very, uh, you know, re- you know, redeeming, um, you know, profession, you know, uh, to, to, to go into, there's a lot of, uh, it's a very heroic thing to do for years too. You know what I mean? You know, some of them and, uh, and I know that I don't think emotionally, because um, I'm so sensitive. I don't think I could do that. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that I would get burned out pretty quickly. You know. Um, so I think I think that's that. At the end of the day, that's what that show really was about: telling the stories, mm-hmm. doctors, and obviously that's what it's about. But um, you know, uh, it it really you. It, it was one of the uh, one of the first ones that did it in a way that I think, you know, saying elsewhere was you know was very good too. But it it really kind of it put you in their shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, it really it you you felt like you were in their shoes. It's the same thing that like when I watched Raging Bull. Right? You know, I was in their sh- I was in I was in that environment, and that's what was so unique about that show. It it, it really put you in the environment mm-hmm. and and you felt what those you know those doctors were going through and 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 I don't know if uh, and it did it on the medical side and on the human you know the the personal side too they it did it so well on both sides and and I don't know if any other medical drama was able to capture that on both sides mm-hmm. you know in in and so layered um so yeah that that for me was the greatest gift of being a part of that and and, and being a part of tv history i mean i always say like i go i you know I've, i had lightning strike twice i got lucky with er and then now marvelous mrs Maisel. Mm-hmm. those are the two shows that'll be part of tv history you know i mean er on the hugest of level before there was any competition right. you know you know i always get a kick out of when I think about the numbers of ER, the sheer numbers mm-hmm. of people, um, I remember my first episode airing, and the next day I was in New York uh, at a deli, and I ordered a sandwich, and a woman next to me said, uh, "Are you, are you that new doctor on ER?" And I was like, <laughs> "She said it loud. She said it sort of loud." And I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah." And then the whole place, the deli was like, oh. 
know. And like, I don't know, like three out of 10 people recognized me right away. They were like, mm -hmm. that's that guy, you know, like, oh, that's that new doctor. Oh, there's that asshole, you know? <laughs> you know, you know, you know. And, and I remember sitting down and having the turkey sandwich and, and my, my mouth was so dry because I wasn't, you know, like, you know, having, I was, you know, like have people looking at me and it made me feel so awkward, you know, it was, even though I'd been acting and I got recognized here and there, but it wasn't in that way. And it, I knew it was a very it's different, it was a different beast. Yes. You know, it was very different. 35 million people a week were watching it at that time. No, no pressure. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. Especially, especially yeah. not when you're in the middle of a five episode tryout, 35 million yeah. people exactly. judging whether or not exactly. you're going to keep your job. Yeah, I know. I know. I really was. It's. Uh, I think back on that. It's. I'm amazed at how much I did not really think about it that much. I. I don't remember feeling like, oh, shit, I gotta really. I. Know, I don't remember thinking that. I just remember thinking, oh, this is. You know, the, the scripts were really fun. Yeah. You know, and and the you know and and I, and they, he he was such an asshole that that went. The more of an asshole he was, the more I enjoyed it. Right. So I. You know what I mean? I remember being like, oh, God, what an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, well, like, this would be great to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so I didn't want to get rid of that. I never wanted to get rid of that part of him. I just wanted to find out why he was an asshole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then continue to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, I wanted the audience to be like, oh, God, we judged him so badly. <laughs> Oh, we love him now. And then the next episode be like a total asshole again. I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, you know. Like.